Welcome to Momming. We're your hosts, Rachel and Stacy, and we believe there's no better way to be encouraged through motherhood than by connecting with other moms. Oftentimes, we can lose our identity in motherhood. The constant exhaustion, piles of dishes and laundry, and the mental gymnastics can leave us feeling like we have nothing left to give, but nothing could be further from the truth. As moms, we've been tasked with not only helping to raise the next generation, but also to find our individual purpose in the everyday. Join us as we hear from moms just like you. Welcome to Momming. Oh, that's fun. Okay. Uh, welcome to Momming, episode two. Today we're going to be talking about momming and the unexpected. Um, I can think of no better example of the expected overturning our lives than the last five, six months of the COVID-19 pandemic. It has affected our world, our nation, our states, our cities, our neighborhoods, our families, us as individuals. Virtually no one has been unaffected by this in some form or another. But today we're going to talk specifically about how living in the season of the unexpected and the unwanted has affected us as moms. Um, maybe not much has changed for you. Maybe you were already a homeschool mom or a stay-at-home mom and uh, you you know didn't go to a, an outside job or your kids didn't go to school. And so it's been a little bit of business as usual, or perhaps you are on the other end of that and you are now working from home and you are also a homeschool mom now all of a sudden, and your husband is also working from home and your life has been radically flipped upside down. Wherever you find yourself um, in either camp or somewhere in the middle, today we are going to talk about um, the hope that we can have, the encouragement that we can find, and renewing our minds and our families as we talk about momming in the unexpected. So Stace, what do you think? So here's the thing about unexpected circumstances in life. There's really no way for us to be prepared for them because they are unexpected. So Rach, I want to ask you something. Like what are some challenges you deal with when unexpected circumstances come like crashing into your life? Yeah, I think my first... um, response is always like panic and anxiety and fear because I'm a a planner and I like to know what's going to happen in the future and I'm not (laughs) real spontaneous. Mm -hmm. So basically I'm super boring. I can relate to that. (laughs) Um, I, I always go, oh my gosh, you know, how is this going to affect me personally? Because I'm a super selfish person at at the core. Um, Okay. How is this going to affect my family? How is this going to affect our lives, our day-to-day lives, our future lives, right? Specifically when we're talking about the pandemic, of course, like California, you know, we went into lockdown in March and I feel like we've, we've stayed in some form of lockdown and now it's, you know, August and we're still in, 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 in various forms of that. And it's hard. It, you know, everything within you is like, Oh, I don't like this. It's uncomfortable. You know, um, at first when there was no information, there was a little bit of fear. There was anxiety. Like, what is this? How is this going to affect the people around that I love and people in my life, my friends and family. And then as more information started to come out, I feel like the narrative in your mind changes from like fear to like outrage Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like, okay, I can't let this affect me. I, I need to make good decisions. Um, and then, you know, for our kids, of course it affects, it totally affected them you know, no school, you know, no sports, you know, no seeing your friends, no Mm -hmm. church, you know, it was just this extreme, like cut off, 
you know, and, and we've been fortunate to where some of those things have now slowly started to trickle their way back in, um, into our lives. And, and you, for me, I will say I have such a deep gratitude and appreciation for my friendships, for my family, Mm -hmm. for our church, Mm -hmm. for those things I used to take for granted because they were ripped away. I mean, literally, and I know that's a kind of an extreme statement. Um, and then, so there's that it's processing it as a mom for yourself and then helping your children process through why they can't go to baseball practice and why their play was canceled Mm -hmm. and why they can't graduate the normal way, you know? Um, so it's been challenging to say the least. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I totally, I'm right there with you. And I think for me, it's like, it skips a step because when it comes to your kids, I can't show them my fear. I can't show them my anxiety. You know, they ask me a question and normally I would be reeling, right? I would be thinking all these crazy thoughts and going to the extreme and well in the future, this is what this could mean. But then you can't go there when, when you're talking to a four-year-old or a seven-year-old because you have to be positive and, and you have to like kind of come alongside them and, and you have to be that for them. And it's, it's so interesting because one of the biggest pieces of fruit that's come out of this is that is how encouraging my kids are to me, how mature they actually are in their thinking to where when I'm super afraid, like my seven-year-old says, we shouldn't be afraid of death, mom. Heaven is much better than here. And I'm like, wow, how can a seven-year-old get that? And a 37-year-old can't (laughs) like, it's crazy. And, but it's just God allowing, you know, your little, your little minions to be that (laughs) encouragement in your life. And it's so such a blessing and it's so cool. And it's also very humbling. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I think something else positive that, you know, that has come out of it, at least for, for our family is, um, I'm always struggling how to teach my kids that the world doesn't revolve around them. (laughs) (laughs) because our culture says the world revolves around you. Mm -hmm. You know, everything in our lives is self, 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 self gratification as fast as you can get it whenever you want. So this was a like very helpful tool in, in, in teaching my children, like, Hey, you cannot control every single thing that happens in your life. The world does not cater to your every whim and, 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 and what it means to make a sacrifice in their little minds. You know, obviously there's sacrifices much larger that people make every day, but in their minds, what it means to, um, to not be able to do the things that you really wanted to do or have to wait. You know, I feel like a lot of the narrative in our family has been like, well, when this opens up again, or, Hey, when this, you know, X, Y, and Z, then we can blah, 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 blah. So it's this, this good thing that's been, well, waiting is good. Mm-hmm. And waiting is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And patience is a good thing, you know? So lots of challenges, lots of positives. Yes, yes. But today we have with us a very, very special friend um, who is just such an encouragement to us um, when it and how she talks to her kids and, and her family. And her name is Kristen. She's a mother um, to her son who is six and her 
young lady who's 11. Oh my goodness. We've known Kristen for a few years now. And one of the things we love the most about her is her beautiful smile. She is so beautiful, guys. She seriously looks like Mandy Moore. And oh my gosh, she, she does. I never thought that before. Oh, but now yes. that you say it, it's true. Even when she talks, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Mandy Moore right now. <laughs> Uh, and she just has a wonderful laugh. And she's one of those moms where you wonder if she's ever had a bad day because mm-hmm. she's always so joyful and mm-hmm. happy. True. And like, give me some of that medicine. I need it. Yeah. What's the secret? <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's, she also homeschools both her kids and she teaches art. Uh, she teaches my daughter art and I, she's very talented, her and her mom. They own an art studio. And of course, she's an awesome wife who supports her husband 100%. She's a great friend. We're so thankful she came today. So hi, Kristen. Say hello to everyone. Hello. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Those were really nice words. Um, I definitely just give Jesus the credit because I don't see any of that. And that's very, very sweet. We're making her cry already. Just I'm not kidding. a crier, you guys. I'm not. I promise. It's, I'm not. I think it's really easy to see the negative inside of ourselves, but see the positive in everyone else, right? Right. You, you don't see those things in yourself, but we they're so obvious to us. Yes. It's very sweet. You know? They're very bright. I think it's wonderful, though, just to see Christ's work in you, too, because when you hear that from others, it's mm-hmm. it's giving him the glory for that. And that's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. As he changes <laughs> us, right? As we mm-hmm. spend time with him. And that's awesome. So, okay. So there's many un- unexpected circumstances in our life as moms. We like every day is a roller coaster, right? Even like, it's just crazy, but let's talk specifically about when COVID kind of went down for us in the middle of March, when, when, when as Californians or as Americans, we realized, okay, like things are getting serious. Life as we know it is about to change. What would you say was your first reaction? You know, when we heard, okay, 15 days to slow the spread. So we were up in Yosemite on a family trip. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) And we, I mean, I literally, I saw, people say like, you saw the writing on the wall. I saw the writing on the wall, but we just kept going, no, that's not gonna happen. (laughs) That's crazy. California's not gonna shut down. So we were in our little, lodge in Yosemite and we got the notice that our school was closing and we're part of a charter school so it's not a huge deal and I was like great we're gonna have two more days home a week and then uh, Disney when Disneyland oh, closed Disneyland. I was like no <laughs> the world you know is ending you know it was like so bad closing down. <laughs> yeah so at that point I literally was like okay we need to go home and regroup because I am a planner I do like to like have all my ducks in a row and I just felt so weird Mm -hmm. being away from home. So Mm -hmm. we packed up a day early and headed home. Um, Still very optimistic though. I don't think that we were worried, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was weird. Mm -hmm. It was really weird. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best description, Mm -hmm. at least for me. Yeah. What did did your kids have any reaction initially or did they kind of like not know what was going on at this point? I think that they they didn't really know. Okay. I mean, not that we were sheltering them from it. We talk about it, but we were very, I mean, at home, we're very like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So we kind of always have that mentality. And so I think mm-hmm. they feed off of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So take us through the cycle and the gamut of emotions and thought processes as we continued into April and then May and then early June. And even now, as we start to see things like possibly close down again or for even longer, you know, take us through that process in your mind. So 
I worry about stupid things, not big things. (laughs) So I don't think I was worried about the big picture. Um, But it really was, especially as a business owner, as a mom, as a wife, it it was kind of a gamut. It was, you know, worried looking at my husband, like, should we be worried about this? Mm. Should we be preparing and watching people around us prepare for a hurricane? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you kind of Mm -hmm. question yourself. um, Mm But, I mean, I felt a lot of peace at that time, too. I Mm. felt like, especially the first two weeks, were very peaceful in our home. And I went from, you know, my husband traveling like crazy to being there with us. And Mm. so it it did. It felt kind of like we were all in a little shelter together. And I I did like, I mean, honestly did like that. But, you know, you kept going like, okay, two weeks and then, and right. then, and then. It right. just kept pushing and pushing yes. and pushing. Yes. And my mom and I own this business and she's like, we're gonna be back at our schools in two weeks. Oh, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, pivot, game plan. So it was a yes. lot of that. Like after the first two weeks, it was a lot of just shift, shift, shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think I do well. Actually, I'd probably do better when things are moving okay. than when things are stagnant. Yeah. Yes. Um, how about your kids? So. So now it's not just an idea, it's literally physically affecting them. They're mm-hmm. at home, they don't get to go to school, they're, de- they're two days, you know, any extracurriculars done, gone, gone. Yeah. you can't, you're not seeing really anyone, you're not going to church. So how are they, like what are some questions? How are they processing? Are they totally cool with it? Are they freaking out? What happened? They were great. Oh, that's awesome. I, w- I would love to say, you know, <laughs> something dramatic, but um, my, I mean, my son is an introvert. I'm an introvert. And so he loved it. Like he was oh, like, yeah. wait, I don't have to go to school. Right. And he was playing ice hockey. He missed ice hockey. But I mean, my daughter is an extrovert. She missed her friends, but right. she, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, she had like her daily baking, which, you know, we had to stop <laughs> because... <laughs> Oh, what do they call that? The quarantine diet, or qu- there's like a thing. There's like a it's really unhealthy. Around. It's like quarantine pounds, like how to lose your quarantine pounds it's or like something. The, now it's a like, freshman fifteen, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, so it was like every day she's like, "This is what I'm going to bake today," and they're watching like the kids' baking championship. They got really into that, and so we. I mean, they were really great. My daughter had her birthday during mm-hmm. quarantine, and mm-hmm. I mean, she, we we make the best of things, and I feel like my initial tendency during like anything like stressful or scary is like put my head down and push through mm. and I've been trying as I grow in the Lord to like really just like take in a moment mm-hmm. take in instead of you know let's get past this to the next uh, thing just yes. really like being in that yes. and seeing what can come of it and Absolutely. so I think with the kids we really were looking for like what's good in this right. what can we do that makes this right. fun and enjoyable yes. and so, I mean, and that's why you're an inspiration to us. It Seriously. sounds very Pollyanna. No, I know it's <laughs> such an important life skill, though, for us to teach our kids because I think a lot of what you're seeing are adults who, like, can't handle it. Like when mm-hmm. something comes up against them, they don't know how to push through, or they don't know how to overcome, or they don't know how to remain positive, and mm-hmm. it's because it's a learned skill in my opinion and who else is going to teach our kids if we don't well and i think being in that moment whether it's a great moment or it's a hard moment Mm -hmm. is not fleeing from the hard Mm -hmm. moments and just kind of like 
taking all of it in and finding the good in whatever it is. So right. that's really what we did. We just found good in it. We got done with school early and when the beach is open, we <laughs> hit the beach and just tried to find the positive in it. That's awesome. Um, we talked about, and you mentioned that they were asking questions about about dying. Mm-hmm. Like how did yeah, that, like how did that all? Um, my daughter is extremely intelligent and she's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And so once, you know, especially like grandparents, people that were talking about the fearful side of things, that was kind of penetrating. And so we were talking a lot about um, heaven and what if we died and what we have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And so it was great because as much as those are hard conversations, they have to be had. And so um, not as much with my six-year-old, but my 11-year-old, I think she really had um, um, a lot of questions about, you know, heaven. And so it was it was a great discussion points. Mm-hmm. And um, both my kiddos got baptized, which was so cool. Yes, that, that was, was really cool. beautiful. Yes, yes I love and, that. And um, and so, I mean, I just think that it was neat because it put our focus where it should be. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, death is hard. You don't want to talk about it, mm-hmm. but it's inevitable for all of us. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing I kept telling my daughter, the Lord knows our days. Mm-hmm. And so if it's COVID, he knew that mm-hmm. if it could be a car accident, mm-hmm. it could be cancer, it right. could be anything. And right. so that's always looming. Right. So, I mean, looming is probably the worst word ever, but it's always <laughs> there. Yes. But... Yes. Um, it's the assurance in our salvation that should be the focus, not mm-hmm. the date mm-hmm, or totally. the thing. All right. So let's really get into this now. How did this affect you on a personal, emotional, spiritual, mental level? So I needed this so <laughs> much. Um, I didn't realize how much I was spinning my wheels. Mm-hmm. I was working and homeschooling and running the kids to field hockey and ice hockey and all the things that we were doing. And, um, I think I was just like barely keeping my nose above water and I was doing that, like I talked about earlier, just pushing through and I wasn't really like able to even take in the day, let alone a moment. It just felt like they were just barreling over each other. And so I needed this Sabbath and I heard a lot of people in the beginning talk about this as a Sabbath. I so needed it and it was amazing for me to be able to take a break away from just the busyness of everything and to get my heart back centered and um, just to have that rejuvenation time. So for an introvert, as much as I love spending time with people, it's not, um, it's more exhausting at the other end of it than actually, you know, rejuvenating. And um, so it was, it was a time for me just to kind of like, settle back into my own skin and to really like take account of what's important and what's not and realize not even that you because before it was like you have to have your kids in sports you have to you know all these things you have to go 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 right pressure of our culture yeah I love it. I love that it was not even like you have to, it's you can't. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it gives you like the freedom to stay at home yeah, for days and days. And like, I, I needed love it. Yeah. yeah, I really, really needed that. And so it was so good for me just to get that time back in. Um, my devotionals could be longer in the morning because I wasn't rushing anywhere and I was sleeping better because I wasn't like stressed out. <laughs> yeah, because normally you go to bed and I would fall asleep pretty fast, but you wake up at 
three, you know, and it's like the witching hour. It's, yeah, uh-huh. we call that the magic hour yes. in the mom world. 3 a.m. never mm-hmm. fails. You're like, did I put that, the wash in the dryer? Uh-huh. Uh, did she have a fever or was it not that bad? Like all these thoughts just running through your brain, right? Totally. Yeah. And th- I mean, I do think like that is the time we're under the most spiritual attack because it's it's when we're the weakest. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was like leftover from nursing. It was like that that one time, you, you know, for like the whole year you kept waking up. Your like, body could just not like get over the three right. a.m. Pump. Yeah. So, um, so when, you know, before I would wake up and it was like the next day and I was pouring over like, okay, this and this and this and this and this. And you wake up and you, you know, hit the ground running. But it was amazing because I was sleeping through the night because I had nowhere to be the next day. Yes, I, I recall feeling similar. Yeah, yeah and it was just sure. refreshing. And, you know, I could take a little bit longer with my devotional because, you know, on a normal morning, if you have somewhere to be like, I'll sit and I, I do my morning reading my devotional, but it's like two verses and then, hey, hey, go make your bed. What are you doing? You know, like I, you know, it's very broken up because mm-hmm half the time I'm like reminding my kids to stay on track. Right. (laughs) So, you know, all of that was just, I think, really, really good for me and, you know, helped me on the other side of it, maybe put up some more boundaries that I didn't realize I needed. So good. Yeah, I'm I'm thankful. I think most moms can relate to what you just said. It was nice to just take a step back and get a glimpse of the simpler life mm-hmm. that we all dream of. And we be do. a mom. I think <laughs> Many that, yes. don't you deal with mom guilt? Like, and on like the normal day, like we just talked about this. Yeah. Okay. So like, I feel like if you're working, you feel guilty. If you're not working, you feel guilty. Yes. If I'm home because you're not working. Right. right. And I'm like, I'm homeschooling. So I feel guilty that oh, I've got to answer those emails for you. I mean, it's constant. Mm-hmm. All of that drifted away yes. for two beautiful weeks. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's so true. Yes, I think um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. We do. Yeah, you know? and I think um, even coming back out of it when things started opening up, I realized I was saying yes too much. I was saying yes to because <laughs> you're human. so excited to get right. back. Right, and you just want to see everyone, yes. and you want like you want to feel week, normal. We were at, like we were at the beach every day, and yeah. by Friday I was like, oh my, I am so tired. Mm-hmm. No more beach. Yeah. <laughs> I remember in March when we all got those notifications of like life is canceled. Yeah. Right? Going through my calendar, my digital calendar and like erasing everything. I had nothing. And were you like giddy? I was really happy because this. I felt the same, like so much stress and pressure of like living this really fast paced life. And I kid you not, last month I'm looking at my calendar and I'm like, oh, there's mm-hmm. something every day again. And I was bummed. Yeah, because as excited as we are to get back to life, we also know that with that comes the stress and the pressure, right. and we lose those quiet moments because mm-hmm. we're always looking. What do I have to be prepared for? What do I have to do next? So I, yes, I totally agree. So, what advice do you have for moms still reeling from the effects of this? Like, some were forced into homeschooling, some face huge financial uncertainty, losing health insurance, some are battling fear and anxiety. What advice could you leave us with? Um, so I've been reading through First Peter and doing devotionals in Job, and I think the I don't feel equipped to give advice. I mean, right now, devotionals in Job. 
Wow, well, you're a brave woman. <laughs> the devotionals are going he's through the book of his devotions. skin with potsherds. You're like, that really speaks to me right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But just knowing that God is in the center of it and that he has this all planned out and that trials and heart, that, that is part of life. It's mm. always going to be there. And I think it's what we do with that time. It's what we are, where our focus is, where our heart is and realizing that whatever it is, he has it handled. And we can look back across our lives, you know, at whatever age we're at and see his marks and see that, you know, these different things that we've gotten through, looking to older Christians who have gone through so many hard things and realize that they've come on to the other side of it and they're stronger Mm -hmm. and they're close to the Lord. And I just think for me, this time has pulled me closer to him. And I've seen that in the lives of my friends. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. And to realize, you know, this too shall pass sounds dorky, but it really will. (laughs) And we will be on the other side of this and look back on it as a time of growth. Right. Yes. And lastly, yes. What would you offer advice? Would you offer explaining life's uncertainty to our kids, how we explain all these things that they're essentially losing out on right now and aren't allowed to do? Oh, I just think it's so good for them. (laughs) I I really do. I mean, I, I feel like my parents instilled that in me just to pivot and like things are going to change and bad things happen and you roll with it. And I think it's so good for them because I think our kids are growing up in this like super quick high expectation i mean like they don't even know what it means to rewind like a video on a vcr <laughs> like that is uh, i mean like re- that took a long time no, do you remember the fast record the fast rewinders did you have a fast rewinder i don't, stick I don't it in and think we were that fancy blockbuster had those <laughs> like when you return your video and it wasn't you you didn't oh, rewind yeah. it because remember it was like and be you got, kind rewind yeah and you got the why are we feet. talking about this i don't know <laughs> 80s no but i Product think it's so good for them to be able to pivot roll with the roll with whatever comes their way and to realize like you can find good in it and we can change i mean i know stacy you dealt with the same thing we had birthday parties planned and mm-hmm. we had to go okay well how can we still make this fun how can mm-hmm. we still bless you mm-hmm. and not have to give them the, I think sometimes we're like, well, you can't have this, so we'll do this. It doesn't need to be that way. It could just be that it didn't work out this yeah. time. Yeah. And I think that's good for them. I, whenever we're stuck in traffic, I always say like, there's something that God is keeping us from, right? So mm-hmm. like, because <laughs> yeah. like, especially if you're like on your way to somewhere really great and the kids are like, ah, with the traffic, I'm always like, there's a reason for this traffic. There's a reason we've sat here for an hour and a half. And I want to instill that in them. Like the, there's a reason sometimes we have to just sit and do nothing yes, and wait. Absolutely. And I think that's healthy. I think that's the wow. hardest thing as Christians too. Like in our, in our time with the Lord, it's so hard for me to sit quietly mm-hmm. and wait. Cause if I'm reading, I'm like, okay, I'm engaged. I'm praying, I'm engaged, mm-hmm. but if I'm sitting silently and waiting for the Lord to speak to me, it's the hardest thing. The I have hardest. the mind of a two-year-old. It's like, pew, 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 pew. anyway, <laughs> switching gears really quick. Last thing, lots of us are homeschool moms. Congratulations, you're a homeschool mom, even if you <laughs> didn't want to be, right? Just some real quick advice, practical to encourage and give those moms who are freaked out about it. What could you say? You've it's been doing this for bad. a long time. Okay. Yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> Uh, you'll bond with your kids, you'll fight with your kids, but 
I mean, I think that it's going to be wonderful and a blessing routine. Routine is like king in our house and it doesn't have to be a schedule. Like it's not timed. It's just routine. Like we do this and then we do this and Mm. you know, that works really well for us. And it just kind of sets a little tone of organization Mm -hmm. with homeschool Mm -hmm. and when you're done, you're done. You get to say, bye, we're done for the day. And it's a lot faster. Than right. No homework. That's true. Right. Yeah. Okay. That was, that's good. I think that's going to, I think homeschooling is one of those things you kind of, it's like learning trial by fire, you know? Like oh, you, yeah. You kind of just have to go in and see what works. But it's, it is good to hear practical advice from moms who have been doing it for a long time. No. And right? it's okay that it's hard. And right. I think it's, I mean, that I've been praying for moms that are just now thrown into it because I can't even imagine like we've right. been doing it since my oldest was in kinder it's all we know but to be thrown into the middle of it must have been bonkers yeah at the end of the school year yeah yeah just having to figure it out but it'll be okay that's awesome that's good advice so Kristen thank you so much for being with us today we love how open you are, how honest you are, mm-hmm. and you've been an incredible encouragement mm-hmm. to me, I know to Rach, yeah. and to everybody listening. So thank you for giving us a window into your life, and uh, we love you. Oh, I love you guys too. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in for a second episode of Momming. We hope you were encouraged. We hope that you feel a little more hopeful about your journey as a mom. And we love hearing from listeners. So if you have any topic suggestions, we encourage you to let us know um, on our YouTube page or on our blog. Awesome. We'll talk to you next time.